and amen. Union Wesley and those that are streaming, uh, we thank God for this wonderful privilege and opportunity uh, to be able to still worship and praise our God together. Um, we know that we're not in the sanctuary together, um, but we believe that the church is not where you go, but the church is who we are. So we are the church, no matter where we're sitting, no matter where we're watching, right now we are the church. And, and I believe that we can have church wherever we are. So I challenge you right now, invite those that are under your roof, invite them in to worship, uh, invite them in to hear the word from the Lord for today. On this, what we know as Palm Sunday. Amen. This is what we know as Palm Sunday. And traditionally on Palm Sunday, for those that are streaming, we have palm branches that, that we have that we wave them in the sanctuary. Amen. Uh, listen, I, I think this is the first time in my lifetime that on Palm Sunday we didn't pass out palms um, but listen as pastor I have your palms uh, and I know you don't have them but I'm asking that that instead of waving your palm that you don't have I'm asking that you'll raise your hand where you are and and wave your hand as your palm today amen come on and wave those hands in your home amen uh, we're still going to wave in the name of the lord jesus christ we're still declaring hosanna hosanna blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord amen god inhabits the praises of his people and we're here to lift him up and praise the Lord today. Amen. Amen. I love the energy uh, in our worship today. Yes, I do. I, I love it. I love the fact that our energy and worship is not relegated to a crowd being present. But I'm grateful that uh, there's energy and sincerity in worship whether there's a crowd or whether there are two or three um, but we're going to give God the best of our worship and the best of our praise today Amen Can I call your attention on this uh, Palm Sunday to a portion of text that was read for your hearing uh, the New Testament text from the Gospel according to Mark Mark chapter 11, and I want to read verses 2 and 3 one more time. Mark chapter 11, verses 2 and 3 says this in the King James Version. And saith unto them, this is Jesus speaking, Go your way into the village over against you, and as soon as ye be entered into it, you shall find a coat tied whereon never man sat loose him and bring him verse 3 
And if any man say unto you, Why do ye this? Say ye that the Lord hath need of him, and straightway he will send him thither. Would you bow your heads, please? Eternal God, our Heavenly Father, oh Lord, we worship you. We honor you. We reverence and we respect you. God, not only in the sanctuary, but God, we reverence and we respect you in our homes and wherever we might be. Oh God, I pray that you will bless and anoint your vessel, that your vessel might be used by you. Oh Lord, without you, I can do nothing. But God, with you, all things are possible. Oh Lord, I decrease in order that you might increase. Have your way with this earthen vessel. In Jesus' precious name, let every heart say amen. You know, Wesley, I want to share with you that this Palm Sunday morning, I'm a simple thought, but from a different perspective, I want to talk about at your service. Can you say that with me wherever you're seated, wherever you're seated, wherever you are, at your service. Come on, say it better than that. At your service. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's go to work on this one, Union Wesley. Story is told of a man uh, that was working and he needed to stop by the shoe repair shop before it closed. So he left work a little early so that he could make it to the shoe repair shop before it closed. When he got to the little plaza where the shoe repair shop was, he noticed that there was not a singular car in the parking lot. So he assumed that the shop was closed. He assumed that there was nobody inside. But something within him told him to check the door. So he went to the door to see if the door was locked. To his surprise, the door was not locked. The man entered the shoe repair shop. And he said, I thought you were closed because I didn't see any cars. The man working in the shoe repair shop said, you see those stairs? And he pointed to the rear of the shop with a winding staircase that went upstairs. The man said, upstairs? is an apartment he said I live up there and then he added but I work down here hear me somebody this morning we must remember that as servants of the most high God 
He has called all of us to work down here. Hear me, whatever the chaos and the confusion in our world might be right now, we are called to work down here. Whatever the fear and the nervousness of the culture might be right now, somebody might be wondering if they're going to have a job after all of this is over. Hear me, God has called us to work down here. Whatever the trouble people are facing, remember that God has called us to work down here. Whatever distress or discomfort that people are experiencing, understand God has called us to work down here. As servants of God, our work right now might be different but even if it's different God has still called us to do the work of a servant down here yeah I know it's different it's different for me so so I know it's different for you but different is no excuse not to do the work that God has called us to do down here hear me at your service. Robert Greenleaf has a book entitled Servant Leadership where he talks about this nature of legitimate power and greatness is in servant leadership. Nobody talks about servant leadership today. Everybody wants to be a celebrity sound like something we talked about in Bible study on Wednesday everybody wants to be a celebrity but nobody wants to be a servant everybody wants to be seen but nobody wants to be a servant everybody wants a title or a position but nobody wants to take out the trash and to serve what we need more of is not more celebrities who want others to serve them but what we need in this culture and what we need in this day and this time is people that don't mind working down here people that don't mind getting their hands a little dirty people who see what needs to be done and help to get done the things that need to be done Many people see what needs to be done, but they don't do nothing to help to get it done. Are you listening to me, Ian Wesley? In this climate, there's a whole lot of things that need to be done. But the question is, are we going to be a people who sees what needs to be done and do nothing, or will see what needs to be done and do something to get it done? Are you listening to me, those that are streaming? People who are grateful that God would think enough of them, not only to save them, but to use them in the kingdom of almighty God hear me I mean it makes me grateful 
When I think how much I trust God, it, it makes me happy that, that I trust God. But listen, it makes me want to shout that God trusts me. Hear me, God knows me better than I know myself. And God knows how many times I've gone up fool's hill. God knows how many mistakes I've made, some I've made over and over again. God knows how many times I said I wasn't going to do it again and I found myself back repeating what I said I would never do again. And yet God still has the audacity to trust me even though I made some mistakes. I'm telling you that makes me happy and that makes me feel like shouting. God trusts me. That makes me grateful to serve wherever the Lord puts me or plants me. It makes me grateful to serve God. Are you listening to me? Listen, uh, I'm talking about serving in the kitchen. I'm grateful. Serving in the choir. I'm grateful. Serving with security. I'm grateful. Serving on the doors of the church of the Lord God Almighty, I'm grateful. Hear me, I'm happy to serve God wherever the Lord plants me. Hear me, we ought to be happy to serve the Lord wherever the Lord has placed us for this season in our life. Anybody happy this morning? Anybody grateful today that God would save you and that God would use you to serve? In the capacity or the position that God is allowing you to serve. Are you listening to me? These servants of the Lord Jesus Christ go to get a colt or a donkey that Jesus is going to sit on and ride into the city of Jerusalem. These servants are to go get that donkey. It's in the city. This is the same city that the people are going to wave palm branches screaming, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hear me, Jesus is going to ride into Jerusalem on a colt. He's the king, but he's riding not in style, but he's riding in a hoopty. Hear me, he's not riding in a Bentley. I don't know if anybody remembers a Pinto. He's not riding in a Rolls Royce, but is there anybody that remembers the Chevette, the Chevy Chevette? Hear me, he's riding in a, in a lowly state and not a high and mighty position. That ought to tell some of us that Jesus is not ostentatious and showy and vain. We live in a culture and a day and time where everybody wants to be ostentatious and showy, got bling, got all of this and that, that really you wonder if they're vain or not. Jesus was not vain. He could care less about being showy that he humbled himself and was the chief servant of all. He said, I came not to be served, but to serve. Hear me, you and I would do well to humble ourselves and to serve. Listen, I don't know who this message is for today, 
But in Mark's gospel, it begins with John the Baptist, who the scripture says, prepared the way of the Lord. Hear me, Palm Sunday is about the Lord Jesus again entering Jerusalem for the last time. And Jesus tells these two disciples to go into the village and when they entered, they would see a coat that would untie it and bring it to him. Hear me somebody, a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ is one who prepares the way for the Lord to come himself. Hear me somebody, the disciple ain't the Messiah. The disciple ain't the one who's to sit on the coat and ride it into Jerusalem. Hear me somebody, a disciple is the one who prepares the way for the Lord to come. Can I say it another way from this text? A disciple of Jesus Christ is one who secures what the Lord told them to go and get. As a disciple, we're the ones to go get the donkey so Jesus can ride on it. Hear me somebody, y'all listen to me today. Nudge your neighbor, tell somebody, listen up. Hear me, a disciple is called to do, catch the word, mundane things. Disciple is called to do. Mundane, say it again, mundane things. What do you mean mundane things? A disciple is called to do lowly things. Hear me somebody, we're called to take chicken to the house. When a loved one dies, mundane things. We, we're called to take hats and coats and scarves and socks to people that don't have them, mundane things. We're called to pray for people when they're going through a rough and a difficult time. Mundane things. We're called to set up tables and take out trash. Mundane things. We are called to greet people at the door with a smile. Mundane things. We're called upon to count the Lord's money. Here's somebody, it ain't your money. It all belongs to him. Mundane things. We're called upon to pay the bills of the church. Mundane things. We are called upon to make sure that the church van got good tires on it. Mundane things. Hear me somebody, we are called upon to visit those that are sick and shut in and they cannot come. We're called to do mundane things. Somebody say mundane things. That's what disciples are called to do. Question is, are you and I disciples? We're called to do mundane things. We're not called to do heroic things all the time. We're not called to do those huge things all the time. We are called to do mundane things. Are you listening to me? Small things, trivial things insignificant things, frivolous things, un unimportant things, minute little bitty things we are called to do for the Lord Jesus Christ. But can I help somebody right here when it comes to mundane things? Can, can I help you for just a moment? Come on, can, can, listen to me. Mundane things make a big difference in the lives of everyday people. 
mundane things make a big difference in the lives of everyday people. Hear me, some mother, some father, some husband, some wife. We are called to do mundane things as father, mother, husband, wife. We're called to do simple and trivial things. Somebody said, what you talking about, preacher? Listen, we go to work so that somebody might have a roof over their head mundane things we cook and we wash clothes so that somebody might have underwear that's mundane things think about your life and think about how you would smell if somebody didn't wash your underclothes you and i ought to be grateful and thankful for the people who do mundane things for us listen i'm talking to somebody's child this morning hear me i'm talking to somebody's son or daughter they might be grown and living on their own or they might still be living under your roof hear me you ought to thank the Lord right now for your mama your daddy whoever it was that did something mundane just for you you ought to bless the name of Jesus that somebody thought enough about you to do something insignificant just for you somebody ought to say man and I, I know that's right these disciples do something mundane daddies and mamas and husbands and wives do mundane things all the time but can i can i help somebody else listen there's a whole lot of people in the church of jesus christ that do a whole lot of mundane things and you and i would be struggling if they weren't there to do some of the mundane things that they do so you and I ought to take just a few seconds and thank the Lord for people in the church of Jesus Christ that do mundane, trivial, insignificant things. There are a whole lot of mundane things to be done in this day and this culture and this time. But the question is, are you and I too big or we think too much of ourselves? To humble ourselves and do it. Listen, just like the text, nobody knows these two disciples' names. But yet they're called to do something trivial and something insignificant. Let's be honest right here. Most times people see the person out front. Most times people see the person in the limelight. They see the purpose of the person in the public eye. They see the person that's getting all the exposure. But if it wasn't for the people who work behind the scenes, there never would be no work to be seen in front of the scene. Union Wesley, we should thank the Lord for people who are working not in front, but behind the scenes. For they're the ones who are making things happen in front of the scene hear me the power is in what happens behind the scene did you hear what i said the invisible power is in what you don't see the unseen power is in what is not visible and what you do not see with your two eyes most of the things being done behind the scenes the average person doesn't even know all that's being done 
behind this. Listen, if you, if you could ever just take a moment to hear all that goes into preparing for what is seen, it would surprise us by all that goes into and all that's being done behind the scene. But again, I say most people don't know all that is being done behind the scenes. And let me add this. Listen, most people don't know the names of the people who are working behind the scenes to get done all that needs get to get done. If nobody takes care of the mundane things, hear me somebody, then major things would never happen. If nobody takes care of mundane things, then what we consider important, it would never happen. So you and I need to learn how to celebrate the mundane things that are being done, the major things that are being done behind the scenes, this blessing, so that what's happening in front of the scene might be done. Somebody say, amen. Hear me, when you do mundane things, there are times you wonder if the service we give and the sacrifices we make are they worth the hassle and the headache that we have to deal with? Oh my God. Uh, listen, you don't have to say amen right there. I'll say amen myself. But I know there's somebody streaming, somebody watching. They know what I'm talking about. Anybody ever ask yourself the question? When it comes to the service you give and the sacrifices you make, is it worth it? Is it worth the negativity that you got to put up with? Is it worth people talking behind your back? Is it worth people talking about what they really don't know? Is it really worth it? Is it worth it? I know I'm right. Hear me somebody who's asked yourself the question, is it worth it? Hear me somebody. Please know that what you do for the Lord Jesus Christ is greater than what you see with your own two eyes. What you do for the Lord Jesus Christ, it's greater than what you see with your own two eyes. Many times we can't see the difference that our service is making. But God knows you're making a difference. These two disciples are making a difference in the text. Hear me, I'm talking to those of us who know what it is like to do trivial and insignificant mundane things in a relationship in the church on a job in organization listen to me this morning and I'm almost done do what you do for the Lord without an attitude uh, amen I got to say it again do what you do for the Lord Jesus Christ, without an attitude. Hear me, if, if you're going to do it with an attitude, don't get mad at me. If you're going to do it with an attitude, then don't do it at all. Because if you do it with an attitude, we defeat the purpose of doing mundane things if we do it with an attitude. Uh, huffing and puffing and rolling our eyes and sucking our teeth. We defeat the purpose of doing something insignificant if we do it with an attitude. Because I do it, but I'm not sincere. I do it, but it ain't genuine. 
listen to me somebody an attitude is a set way of thinking or feeling about somebody or something that is reflected in a person's behavior attitude has a major impact on my life and listen that's what's tripping some folk up right now they, they do a lot but they do it with an attitude somebody said I read it somewhere that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I respond to what happens to me listen it's all about how you respond are you listening to me I believe that that the most significant decision I make in a single day is my choice of my attitude my attitude is more important than my education my attitude is more important than my bank account my attitude is more important than my success or my failure my attitude is more important than what people think and what people say about me hear me and I'm almost done my attitude keeps me going or it cripples my progress my attitude if my attitude is right there's no barrier too high I don't care about the coronavirus there's no valley too deep there's no challenge too great when my attitude is right these disciples had the right attitude but hear me their Lord and Savior had the right attitude and I challenge us today to do what we do for the Lord Jesus Christ with the right attitude at your service amen